Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Build Your Team Show. As always, I am your host, Atiba, and I've got one of my friends today. Now, you know, I know y'all hear me say I've got one of my friends and this is going to be a great conversation. But let me just tell you, me and Shay, we've had such a beautiful time together so many times. It is always a ton of fun. She She's about to bring some energy, but Here's the biggest thing that I want you to, to know going into this. She builds teams that just get the job done. And I mean, on a large scale, you'll learn what I mean in a little bit. And as always, Build Your Team is brought to you by Client Attraction Pros. Hey, it's time that you become the thought leader of your industry. And we're going to help you do that and make it fast easy and fun. I want you to welcome with me, Shay Wee to the show. Hey, Shay. What's up? How you doing, Asiba? Shay, I am great. You know, it's funny, this whole thing happened because we knew each other in, as the kids say, IRL, right, right? in real life. I <laughs> and we were friends in real life. And then somehow or the other, our assistants found each other on LinkedIn yep. and started a conversation. Yep. And they were each thinking they were talking to the other. And the two of us just sat back and laughed. <laughs> right. Well, because well, we were like, okay, this is a great experiment, right? Yes. Like, let's see how our team does knowing that you and I already know each other. Yes. Let's see how the conversation turns out. And yeah. then here we are. And here we are. So we've had fun over several months laughing <laughs> at how all of this is. But before we go too far into that, I want to take you back if I could. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take you back to when you first realized, I can't do this alone. <laughs> yes. I need help. Mm-hmm. I need a team I need, or, or someone else. I need to hire someone else. Where were you in that time period? And what did you do? Yeah. Let's see. So I was a few years into my event production business. So I was running and producing events all by myself. I was wow. the sales team. I was the marketing team. I was the fulfillment team. I was everything, right? And it got to the point where I was like, I need to duplicate myself somehow. And so really the, the first thought wasn't, I need an assistant for me. It was, mm. I want to create a program that is going to certify others to be event producers. And oh. I need somebody to pull that out of me because I don't know necessarily what it is that I do. And somebody from the outside needs to kind of come in and support me and saying, this is really what you do. And yeah. this is how we need to lay it out in order to teach somebody else to do it. And then wow. my brain was also thinking, oh, this is also a great SOP and so on and so forth, right? So that really was my first hire with somebody to help me pull out of my brain what I actually did on a day-to-day -day basis to run and produce an event. Wow. So, you know, that, that's that's a whole... I mean, you just said a whole mouthful, yes. but I want, want to hone in on a little bit there because I don't know if you know Dean Isaacs, but Dean Isaacs and I, we also have um, a show that we do to, together called The Growth Engineers, all about 
growth and marketing principles. And we were just having this conversation about productizing a service, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what you did. You figured out how to productize what you did. And that, that was your first, you know, first person I'm going to hire, figure out how to productize me so I can train others to do what I do. Yeah. And so it's a thought that, one, doesn't enter most people's minds. And two, if it does, it's super darn scary. So how did you get to that thought and in execution? Uh, so I wasn't too keen on like hiring an employee necessarily. I just wanted to hire a contractor to do this specific job. Mm. Because if I could have somebody pull it out of me and then I could rinse and repeat me, I could have other people running and producing the events or be my shadow, so to speak, and learn on the job. And so that was part of the program is learning the nuts and bolts of it, but then also being a part of shadowing me because when you're doing an event, you can only teach so much. And a lot of it's in the moment when you are doing this and how you engage with the client, how do you engage with the attendees and how do you engage with their team and so on and so forth. Right. So when I was looking for this person, I wanted them to, well, one, let me step back. I had no clue how to hire somebody in the first place. Fair. (laughs) It's like, where do you even start? So I put a, a call out, I think on social media going, Hey, I'm looking to, you know, hire some type of VA person that can also pull out what it is that I'm wanting to do with this program. Who do you know? And I ended up getting connected with somebody who actually does that as a service. Like she helps match make, so to speak. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. I want somebody who's vetting them, knows what they've got going on, Mm -hmm. who can recommend somebody based on my personality. It would be a general good fit. And she ended up giving me two people that I looked at their resumes One gal was like spot on everything, bullet point of what I needed. And the other one almost did. Mm. And so it came down to the interview. Right. And when I jumped on the interview, it was, well, the one that didn't necessarily have all the things lined up was a better fit personality wise with me. And so I had my first dilemma of going, do I go with the person that is everything that I want on paper? Or do I go with the person that's a little bit better fit personality and can possibly learn the other bits? Oh, I can't wait to hear what you chose. I went with the personality. (laughs) Yeah. Now, she's been with me for probably six years now. Wow. Yeah. Because she fits. Because she fits. And like, I enjoy hanging out with her and we get to the points because we're completely virtual. She's in middle America. I'm in California. I think we didn't even meet in person until she came to an event. So her role evolved throughout the years. She's now my ops manager. You know her. I know her. (laughs) She comes with me to my mastermind events and she helps implement everything. You know, it's amazing. But Yeah. In the beginning, I didn't know what in the world I was doing and what I wanted it to be and what it would transpire into, you know, six some odd years later. And I'm so thankful that I did. So that's amazing on a whole lot of levels. And the first one, though, was and this is the challenge that 
I find so many business owners have, especially when they're new in hiring, is one, either saying hiring can't be that hard. <laughs> Two, yep. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. Or three, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me get help. Yes. And please note, there's no one in there who, and from my experience, who are, who's new at hiring, who's an expert at it, who's really, really good at it. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? And so kudos to you for recognizing which bucket you are in and then going to find help because that's the next side of, of finding that help. You put out the call. And you got matched. And so many people want to shy away from agencies who match you with talent. So tell me about some of that. Did you feel any of that? Or were you just like, yes, yeah. go. I, I'm all for going to the expert that has the knowledge, skill, and background. I'm willing to pay to not have to spend as much time, yeah. right? There's a quote out there. I just heard it the other day. Someone was saying the difference between someone that is, you know, more successful than others is the ones that aren't quite there yet success wise is they're spending all of their time trying to figure everything out. The successful group is going, I recognize I don't understand this. I don't get it. What have you? And I'm willing to pay to shorten my time and have expertise to get me there quicker and faster. Yeah. Because my time is more valuable doing the things that I'm doing in my expertise. Yeah. So I, I hear a business owner listening to this. And I'll say I was there many years ago, too. So I was this business owner at, at one point, too, who's going to say, yeah, but I ain't got the money. I, oh, my God. That's the other thing. The money thing freaked me out. Because in my brain, I'm going... How am I going to make sure that I can actually pay this person? <laughs> yeah. What if something happens and like that would, that's just the worst feeling that I would have. It's like, if I can't pay my team and granted in business, we know it's all a roller coaster. Totally. The only constant is change, <laughs> <laughs> right? It is constantly a roller coaster. And no matter at what level you are, what mountain you're climbing or whatever, you're constantly on this roller coaster. So yeah. The money is, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be a thing in the back of your head. But when I ended up saying yes, one, I already believe that the universe has always got my back and is always taking care of me and will continue to always do so. And when I say yes and make a decision, doors open up, mm. right? Yes. So because I said yes, she was able to take things off of my plate. She was able to create an asset for me that would then allow me to sell and bring in more income and pay for the time that she was spending on it. So it was a value add. Now, granted, I didn't totally get it and understand it in the moment. Of course. But as I went through it, I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, great. Next, next, next. You know, in business, we have to, as business owners, very often make decisions with limited information. Yes. <laughs> and if we wait till we have all of the information, 99 times out of 100, opportunity has passed. Yep. 
But we don't get that way with hires, though. Like sometimes a lot of business owners, we're there with, okay, do I take this client? Do I not take this client? Do I, you know, which business choice do I make here that strategically can move us forward? But we we're so shy with pulling the trigger on staff. And I know you said that that you know that it's going to work out, but did you have any of that angst and feeling? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was terrified that I could continue to keep this person. And so the way that I kind of circumvented it was like, this is a project-based role and we're just going to do it for this project, right? You pull the information out of me. I can set up the certification. You put it all into modules and make it all pretty and do all of that. So that way I can sell it. And then if it doesn't work out, great, you're on your way. You know, I've paid for a a service, right? Had my little boundaries on it. Yeah. And then what I noticed is when I, you know what it comes down to, Atiba? What's that? Releasing control. Hmm. You know what? I want you to say that, but not in a whisper. Yeah. It comes down to releasing control. Yes. Yeah, it really does. And so when you're a solopreneur, you are everything. You wear all the hats. It's your baby. And you bring somebody in and you're like, here, hold my baby. Hmm. Don't (laughs) drop my baby. (laughs) It's a little bit unnerving. It's oh, a lot very unnerving. It's a lot of bit unnerving. Yeah. Be real. And, you know, you build up the trust, you build up the rapport, you build up the relationship and you watch and you go, okay, this is great. This is not great. You get to step into your leadership. It's a whole nother piece of it because it's not just you anymore. And they may not do it the way that you want them to do it or how you think it's supposed to happen. But if you are setting it up in a way that you go, they're more expert in it than I am. They know something I don't. Let's see how it goes. And it doesn't mean you can't go. Yeah, that did not work. Let's try something else, right? It's not a life or death situation like it is for a doctor necessarily, right? A doctor like they could something yeah, right. it can be over. Yeah. In business, okay, we mess up. You go own it. Thank you. Let's change it, right? Let's yeah. adjust it. Let's tweak it. Let's learn from it and move yeah. forward. Absolutely, and and you mentioned in there, you know, as we talk about trust. Yeah. The reality of they're better than it than you. Yes. That makes a huge assumption. Mm. And there's a huge implication there. And that is that you actually hired someone who's better than you. And that you're not living in a world where you are the smartest person in the room. At least on that topic. At least on that topic. Yes. And so going back to that moment when you had to decide between the two people and you chose one because they were the personality fit, but they may not have had the experience fit or as much of the experience fit as you may have liked. Mm-hmm. Were you ever in that place where you were like, well, you know, I know you don't know everything, 
And I'm still better at this topic than you. And did you ever have that sort of dynamic? And did it ever change to the place where now they're the expert and you are just trusting it? How does that work? Yeah, for sure. It has switched without a doubt. And I do go to her and ask for like, what is your thought and experience and knowledge and expertise? Because she comes with so much more in a couple of different areas than I have. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's even led teams and been in the military and like all that comes with those pieces. She's got other clients, what's working for them over there. And so we do kind of have that mind meld now. But in the beginning, she didn't necessarily know a lot of it. But in the interview and why the personality piece was so huge is we both agree that everything is figure outable. <laughs> yep. Okay. And so we also go, okay, we understand that everything will not be perfect. Granted, we really want it to be. It's a little bit of perfection I've got going on and the control and everything else, right? But we both came in with the perspective that we are going to do our best to hit it. And if it doesn't, we also are willing to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. like if she F's up, she is willing to go, I F'd up. My bad. I apologize. I own it. I see where it is. And this is how I'm going to clean it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's that personality that we both come to the table going, we understand it's not going to be hundred percent all the time. It can't. How are we going to move forward from it? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's so very important, right? Because it getting back to the word that you used trust. Yeah. Right. Trust. There's a letting go yeah. of trust and control. Well, not trust, letting go of control, which engenders trust. Yes. Is trust from you, the owner, the manager, the boss, to your employee, something that's earned or something that's given? Both. Okay, tell me more. So given in the beginning, because you're hiring them to say, okay, this is what I say I can deliver to me as the owner, right? Yes. I'm saying I can do these things. I have the skill set and the knowledge. And so I'm trusting you at your word. Mm -hmm. Now, through experience, you're going to either prove me right or wrong. That is going to increase my trust in you or decrease my trust in you. And then I will give you more or less, depending right. upon it. Yes. So let's talk about that then in terms of culture. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that in terms of when you said even in fit, right? Because there are some people who look at life very differently and say, no, you got to earn every ounce of trust I'm going to give you. Mm. And that sounds hard. And so, and for them, the other side sounds hard. Yeah. Right? And for them, they have to look for people who fit that type of mold and environment and say, look, I know you don't trust me. I'm going to come in and earn this trust so that you can give it to me. Those people probably won't do well in your environment. Right. Exactly. Right? I'm going to trust in the fact that you are showing up as an expert, as even when I'm hiring coaches and things, right? It's like, this is the scope of work, or this is what we say is going to happen in this relationship. That's I'm trusting in that until you prove me wrong. 
That's just my personality. Now, mm-hmm. when you lose my trust, it's very hard to get it back. Yeah. And, and so where I want to go is that conversation of fit. We talk a lot about fit here because yeah. I fully, fully, doesn't matter what your personality is. I believe you should hire for fit first and skill and experience second. Those are Would learned. You- it's much easier to do that piece of it. Fit, you can't teach fit. Right. And as you're growing in your company, the fit is the thing that's going to stay. Like even with with my first hire, she's morphed and changed into multiple different roles throughout my company throughout the years. But the fit is the most important. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever had someone who fit, but Mm -hmm. then still had to go? Yes. (laughs) tell me about it oh yay okay (laughs) yeah so fit knew the skills had the knowledge had been running and producing events on their own and their own business came on to be under my umbrella you know i'm Mm -hmm. doing the sales and marketing i needed extra support like had the knowledge skill set i even ended up you know going hey here's my certification to even understand it more so they're all on the same page did a few events with me, built the trust, rapport, and relationship to handle one of the clients on their own, mm-hmm. and ended up screwing it up so incredibly bad to the point where like things were being said to the client that were inappropriate and unacceptable. And like the AV team had to reach out to me to go, I don't know if you realize, but this is what's going down. Hmm. Like blew it all up. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And so it was one that was a little bit more of a fit the skill set, but not completely fit the culture. Mm -hmm. But I needed help on the skill set. So it was like, okay, let's just go and see if we can have the culture be infused in. And so, yeah, that was, let's see at least a 50K missed opportunity going forward of money lost because of it. Wow. Yeah. So a great lesson to go, hey, when I was in it and I'm just like, okay, I need help. I need the support. Let's just pull somebody that's got everything versus spending a little bit more time working on the skill set, but the fit is right. Takes a little bit more time, but I needed it. I need to help and support right then and there. Yeah, about 50K. Well, first, sorry you had to go through that. I mean, we all have in some way, shape, or form, but sorry. So what about now they fit? They're right personality. They fit the team. They fit the culture. And then you realize they can't do the work. Yeah. Okay. I have one of those too, kind of. (laughs) Well, and so love to hear the story, but what do you do with them? literally that is the question. It's like, what do I do with them? Um, It's like, do I create a new role, a different role that actually fits the skill set that they have? Do I let them go completely? Or is there something else out there that I'm not even thinking about and looking Mm -hmm. at? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the three options I'm looking at because if they're a fit personality wise and they're, you know, 
I love and adore them and I want to keep them. But if you're looking at it from a business perspective, it doesn't make financial sense to keep them in that space. So if I want to keep them, where can I move them? Right. And when I move them, that opens up the, this other gap that they were supposed to be filling. Correct. Which means I have to bring somebody else in and spend other money, More money. to do all of those things that I, I need them to do. Yes. Yeah. I definitely don't have all the answers. And so I've gone, you know, also that one was a placement as well. So I want to utilize the resources that I have and go back and go, this is the situation that I'm in. What have you seen? What do you suggest? You know, give me some feedback on this. Being a part of mastermind groups as well is also a resource for me because they're dealing with other things that I'm dealing with and are probably a number of steps ahead of me and had something that can offer perspective on what I can do next with them. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at the business, what does the business need at this moment? Yes. And does it need to let them go or not? Yeah. And that's a hard place to be. Yeah. Right. Okay. So transparently, I asked you selfishly because I'm dealing with one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's it. It's even though I've dealt with this before, every one of those types of situations is unique. <laughs> Right. And there isn't one cookie cutter answer that fits all of them when you've got someone who fits the culture, but doesn't fit the work. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, part of it for me is looking at it black and white. What are the numbers? What is it going on? What does it mean if I move them into something else? What does that mean for the business? Right. And does it make sense to move them from a black and white business number perspective? What does it mean if we do move them and keep them? Can they transfer knowledge and get somebody else that has the skill sets and everything up and running faster? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, what am I missing? Yeah. Who else has a similar situation that can go, this is actually what we ended up doing and go, oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. Right. And at the end of the day, that is the, a lot of the key, you know, going through that exercise because we have to, our jobs is to protect the business first. Yeah. Right. We can't sink the ship for one individual. And that's hard because if they fit, you have connection. Yeah. Right. You do have connection. So, so yeah. But it, it also could mean like, not right now. Right. So it could be like, we're going to part ways for a moment and then see if we come back. Oh, so let's talk about that. Have you parted ways and brought people back? Well, I have people that come on contractually for certain projects. So that doesn't yes, really count. And I don't I don't know if that quite fits your your question yeah. though, because no, this is a hard stop. This yeah. is a okay, this relationship is ending. Not because the contract ended or the job ended, but I, employee, am deciding I'm going my own way. Or you, the boss, is saying, Hey, it's time for us to go our own way. Right? So there's a hard stop. 
mm-hmm. because of some agreement that happened, not work related in terms of the end of a contract. Mm-hmm. Do you bring people back? I have not as of this moment. Yeah, I too have a very hard rule that I don't bring anyone back. Yeah. That when you're in, you're in. When you're out, you're out. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because there's a reason that it stopped in the first place. But I get, you know, yeah. So I almost well, it, broke. It makes sense that, that says like, okay, if you've left, you've left for a reason. Right. And I almost broke that rule. Almost. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this really quick story. So I almost broke this rule about seven months or so ago when, you know, there was someone who had left before and she left because one, when she came to us, she was switching industries because she was not getting anywhere in her industry that she wanted to be in. She, mm-hmm. There was just no upward mobility for her. And she was trying and trying and trying. And it just wasn't working. And so she was switching industries. She started at the bottom and worked up and we left her. Okay. And then out of the blue, someone called from her old industry and said, hey, you applied to us a year ago. We're ready for you. And she left. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I needed her that skill set and fit help again. And I went back to her and I offered her double what she was making with us before to work with us part-time. Wow. Okay. Part-time. She said she wanted to do it, let her think about it. She came back and said, I'll do it if you give me two and a half times. I said, thank you very much. I'll see you later. Yeah. Wow. It never works out when you bring them back. Yeah. And that was super generous, too. Well, I, I thought so. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in that case, she left, probably wasn't a fit for what she wanted to do. So it was like, oh, let me go ahead and, you know, those clients where you're like, yeah, I can help you. It's not totally what it is that we do, or I already yeah. foresee that you're going to be a client that's a bit of a problem child. So I'm going to charge a little bit more because I know it's going to take me more time, energy, and effort. Seems like that kind of relationship. (laughs) Exactly. And the challenge there is when you bring someone back, one way or the other, you end up in that sort of reality. Mm. Okay. Because one of you ends up in that place of entitlement. Mm -hmm. They're begging (laughs) to come back. And so you know they need you. And so you're still kind of, and then you're always, are you just going to leave again? And so there's always that, again, back to your whole thing of once you lose my trust. Yeah. Yeah. And then that in itself becomes not a cultural fit. Exactly. Yeah. So it still comes back to culture. It always comes back to culture. And I so, mean, honestly, you, I, I, at this point, don't want to spend all that time trying to find a cultural fit. I would rather have somebody vet to find that cultural fit or close to it. Where then I can interview and take and it the rest of the way and be like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is truly or this is not. You know, I've done a few rounds of interviews from an agency and was like, yeah, no, it's just, it's not it. It's not it. So then they go back and tweak and adjust in order to find the right person. Yeah. That saves me so much time. And heartache. 
and heartache. Oh my God. I personally cannot imagine going through so many resumes. I personally just want to show up and do the interview. Are you in or are you out? Is it a fit? Is it not a fit? You go handle all the resumes. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> and the I, interviews I, and whatever else, right? Like totally get that. I don't have time for that anymore. And, you know, we started this point a little bit earlier. So now that we're back, I want to go, go and finish this one. It's so very important that we as business owners learn to work in our zone of genius and then hire experts in the areas where we're not working in our zone of genius to take that stuff off of our plates so that we can work more in our zone of genius. And, and that's what I heard you say earlier. It's like, I'd rather pay an expert. And we, and uh, you've probably seen this, we as small business owners live this paradoxical, moronical state sometimes where it's like, hey, you should hire me because I'm an expert at what I do, but I won't hire any experts in my business to help me do things. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's a disconnect. <laughs> it is. And so I'm, I was, it was so great to hear you say that early on, you realized that and were like, hey, I'm going to hire an expert, right? Did that come from like some previous experience or is it just a Shayism? I think it is a, at least a Shayism in my brain. I'm sure it's not new, but no, it really wasn't from prior experience because I mean, I had parents that had their own businesses, their small mm -hmm. businesses, and they were, they were doing, yeah, they had contractors and such that they would pay to help them execute certain jobs Yeah, because they couldn't do it all on their own. So I guess I learned a little bit from observing and watching it that way. But honestly, a lot of it came from being involved in mastermind groups and coaching programs and them helping and guiding me along the way to go, you need to take that off your plate. I've got one girlfriend of mine that, you know, super yeah. successful CEO of a business, multi-million dollars. And she's like, why are you cleaning your own cat litter for your cats? Tell me why you're doing that again. And I'm like, well, cause it's just real simple and it takes me, you know, five minutes to do it. And she's like, nope, that is not a good use of your time. It isn't. <laughs> And I was like, really? Because it's just like five minutes. Nope. Nope. I'm like, okay. So now we have a system in place to make it so I don't clean the cat litter anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it's, again, the the purpose there, and, and this is what I'm hoping, and y'all are hearing from Shay, okay? The purpose there is so that she can live in her zone of genius, yeah. And you have a zone of genius too. And all those little things that pop up that really take you away from people, culture, and numbers. These are the three main things that you got to do as a CEO. The things that take you away from that, like cat litter. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Find somebody else to do it. Now, Shay, I want to talk about your zone of genius. Mm -hmm. Because you have a particular zone of genius, which is why I call you the Shay Wheat. And so share with everybody what that is. What do you do? Who do you serve? And how can they reach you yeah. and connect with you? 
Well, thank you for that. I love it. So you know how a lot of business owners will spend tons of money on ads and finding customers and lead generation and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of move them through their funnel just to go, okay, well, we, you know, have some new clients now. Let's go rinse and repeat and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on that process. Well, we actually support you with event-based marketing and sales strategies to come in and scoop up all of those leads that you spent really good money on. And we look at your entire profit plan, your business plan, and how we can insert in events, different types of events into your business plan to make it so that all of that money you've spent, we now can then convert into new clientele by building rapport, by building community, by building trust, because a lot of people just need more time with you before they say yes. So that's what we do with event-based marketing, supporting you in producing powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. So I'm super excited about it because awesome. I, it, it's so much fun when you just get a group of people together, whether virtually or in person. Yes. So the best way to stay in touch with us, we're on all of the social medias under either Shay Wheat or Grace and Ease Productions website, same thing. And because we were talking about team today, we actually created this specifically for your group. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I was thinking about it. My team was thinking about it. And we're like, okay, so if events are the fastest way and the most predictable business strategy to grow your business, what are the teams and what are the responsibility of those team members do you need to make it happen? Yeah. And so we've created a 14 key role guide for you to have in place and go, okay, yes, I have this. I don't have this. I have this. I don't have this. What do they need to do? What is the description of it? We've created that for you, complimentary oh, for everybody here. And they can simply just go to eventfreegift.com and download that guide to get started. Oh, uh, thank you, Shay. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. absolutely. That is absolutely awesome. We're going to go to eventfreegift.com and get Shay's free gift that she's got for you because, yes. I've seen, I know the power of events and what they can do for your business, especially if you're generating tons of leads already and, and you've got what we like to call leaky bucket. Yes. <laughs> right? They can stop the leak. And the Shea Wheat and her team are the ones to do it for you. As always, it's been a pleasure. Shay, thank you so much for being here. Such a great conversation. Not that I'm surprised. Thank you. I always adore hanging out with you. We have such great conversations and yes. I'm excited to continue them. Well, we will. We absolutely will. And maybe I'll even sneak onto your show. Ooh, let's see how we can create some powerful impact over there. All right, everybody. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you guys real soon. Shay, again, thank you. Bye, Bye. for now, everyone.